more hours to go on Weston Walker. You can text in 704-570-9610 to the Garage Door Guru text line. Myron Goodman writing in. Wesson Walker probably also believe in participation trophies. Put that take on Armando Baycott. That's my guy, Myron, man. He's been mad at me ever since I panicked about North Carolina season at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he changes his tune on I that. I definitely or? do not believe in that. I hate that. I think they should all get trophies at the end of the season. <laughs> Look, yeah. I just think because everybody tries really – look, they try really hard. They do. Okay? And then if you make the incident – I mean, if you're a Division One player and you actually play in the ACC, I think you should get at least a little trophy. And also, you know, for my guy Myron, like I think LeBron James should be awarded a lifetime achievement trophy at the end of the season. <laughs> right? Like yeah. I just – that's what I believe. And if you don't, that's fine. But that's what I think. I think everybody should be handed a trophy. 704-570-9610. Feel free to join the conversation. Joe Person, he reported on The Athletic that the Carolina Panthers' interest in Derek Carr, it was very real. Now – it looks like Derek Carr is going to be a member of the NFC South division. He's just going to be playing for the New Orleans Saints. Yep, it's Diana, a four-year deal. Yeah, Diana Rossini tweeted that. I know Adam Schefter had that before Diana Rossini, like, what, a half hour before, saying mm-hmm. a deal could be done as early as today. And then Diana came in and said, nope, it's happening. So Derek Carr now going to the Saints organization. I'll ask you this, Wes. If you were a Carolina Panther fan, and I know you've been saying we a lot, so I know you're, trying, uh... I know you're gravitating towards that area. <laughs> Welcome aboard, by the way. We, we'd yeah. love to have you on board but with you starting to say we as a panther fan are you scared about Derek carr's presence on new orleans or do you think that carolina should be okay with it and then draft their qb and then hit the ground running with the new guy at that position i think that's where you have to be at this point i think that's where panthers fans need to be at this point me not being included in that group but um because you're gonna draft a rookie and it will probably take some time uh, they may have some success. They may not. But I think that a rookie quarterback, you have to at least plan on not winning big for the first season, uh, you know, unless you're Brock Purdy. But, you know, that's another story. It's but uh, the genius in Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, but <laughs> but um, other than that, though, I think you should be at this point because you got to draft that rookie and that rookie has to pan out, especially if you draft Anthony Richardson. That is no Guaranteed. None of these guys are guarantees, but Anthony Richardson, for sure, from what you've seen from a passing perspective coming out of college. So I think that Panthers fans should be worried about that because we don't know what the future holds as far as what other teams are going to do in this division. But right now, the Saints have dropped the first big domino in getting a Pro Bowl quarterback in Derek Carr. Uh, we know that the Saints defense, we know what they represent. We know Alvin Kamara, if he's going to be there, um, he's there. They've got... Uh, you know, good young receivers. And so, yeah, I think this is the first big domino to drop in this division. And Panther fans should be worried because now that puts more pressure on the rookie quarterback and this coaching staff to get it together because this is a division that will potentially have, if you just look at it as things stand, probably one playoff team coming out of the NFC South. Yeah, Bud Lightyear, by the way, tweeting in, Saints to sign Derek Carr. Yes, it is confirmed, by the way. And then it, it even seems Derek Carr confirmed that himself by tweeting who dat. On, to, on putting that on social media. Mm. So Derek Carr going to New Orleans. They finished 7-10 <laughs> and 10 last season. Here's the reason why I'm not scared if I'm Carolina. Do you think Derek Carr is better than Tom Brady? No. Even last year? Even, no. just, even just last year, no, Tom Brady compared to Derek so. Carr? All right. things considered as far as offensive line, right. et cetera, et cetera. Right. So even with New Orleans roster, how comparable is that roster outside of QB to Tampa Bay? I think I'd still go with Tampa Bay's roster as a whole, right? 
I mean, just at least nothing is too crazy, but they're still somewhat comparable, right? Maybe you want to go New Orleans, that's fine, but it's still comparable to me. And because they beat Tom Brady one time with P.J. Walker at quarterback, and they also were at that game at the very end where Sam Darnold actually made a few throws to contend with Tampa Bay at the very end of the season, and it took an Anthony Nelson pass rush to force a turnover by Sam Darnold in order to secure that win. Derek Carr going to New Orleans... They just finished seven and ten. Am I supposed to think they're going to go with twelve wins this season? Like Carolina, if they get a better quarterback than Sam Darnold, then are they going to compete a little bit better? Look, Derek Carr. I uh, know, bro. Derek Carr is the best QB in the NFC South right now, no doubt. It's also not a high bar to clear. They're talking about Kyle Trask Ooh, and Tampa Bay. Compliments off. Am I wrong? Oh. Am I wrong? Kyle Trask is who we're talking about with Tampa Bay. Atlanta has Desmond Ritter about to shine. They dropped Marcus Mariota. Carolina has Sam, possibly, they don't even have him on contract, but they have Sam Darnold, and they might be choosing a first-round pick. So Derek Carr is the best, no doubt. But at the same time, we saw Carolina compete with Tampa, split that division series, and we think Tom Brady's better than Derek Carr. So no, this doesn't scare me. This doesn't scare me at all. And in fact, let's say that the Saints do win the division. I'm cool with letting my QB that I presumably draft in the first round cook a little bit, and, and allow him to develop and improve upon whatever other weapons you want to bring aboard. And now you have more money to allocate to other positions. Yes. While New Orleans signs Derek Carr to what you said is a four-year deal. I'm cool with it, man. This is good. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with all of this, and I'm ready for Carolina to draft a QB. Well, again, as I said, a lot of pressure is going to be put on that draft pick and this coaching staff to develop it because we know how you feel uh, about Derek Carr. We know the disrespect that you have for one Derek Carr, but this is still one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. He's going to have Chris Olave to throw the football to, Alvin Kamara. We know this is one of the guys in the league that gets the football out very quick. The completion percentage is always up there very, very high, and he's capable of most multiple fourth quarter comebacks as he's been one of the best in the business the last five or six seasons at fourth quarter comebacks. And so for the Saints, when you look at some of the things they're missing, not a big thing with them, it's just they have a dud of a head coach, in my opinion, in Dennis Allen. And that's the thing that you can hang your hat on is that can he do something with all this with his coaching acumen? I'm not so sure about that. But Derek Carr is a very, very competent quarterback coming to a team uh, that doesn't need a ton. As you said, they finished 7-10. and 10. We've seen teams like this all the time. Uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me as far as how many one-score one games that they lost, but we know that that's an always a big that is always a big indicator for teams as far as can they turn it around. This was a team that was competing uh, week in and week out because I believe if you have Derek Carr, you don't lose that last game uh, to the Panthers like they did where both offenses were so inept because you're going to get production out of Derek Carr. He's going to get the football down the field. Uh, so, again, we'll see, but I think your opinion is a little bit jaded because of the lack of respect that you have for one Derek Carr. How jaded? Yeah, I think it's a little bit, uh, you're like, oh, I'm not worried about him because you don't think he's that well, good. Well, yes, I don't know if it's jaded. I'm just speaking <laughs> in what my opinion actually is. If I'm not scared of Derek Carr, it means I don't think that he's this phenomenal QB that right. is going to have them playing so much better than Carolina when I just saw Tom Brady split a season series with Carolina and ain't nobody going to say Derek Carr is better than what Tom Brady is, but we'll see. I do think he is the best QB in the NFC South. It's not a high bar to clear, but he is clearly right now the best quarterback in the division and that's something we can all agree on speaking of quarterbacks and Derek Carr there was the report from Joe Person though that Carolina was very interested in Derek Carr 
everything they were speaking, that was true. And I remember us talking about it on Thursday, Wes, how it would make sense, Frank Reich, wanting Derek Carr more than a Scott Fitterer. Because if you're a GM, you don't have to worry about developing the young QB as much as the head coach does, right? So Mm -hmm. if Frank Reich is the guy that is working with these QBs every day, trying to get the best out of them, it would make sense that Frank Reich wants to work with someone who already has all of this NFL experience and knows what it takes to be an NFL QB to have that guy rather than teaching another one. It's just easier. Well, according to The Athletic and, again, Joe Joe Person, he said that Frank Reich was the driving force behind said interest in Derek Carr. What do you make of that? Is there any reason to have a problem with this? Is it okay for Frank Reich to throw this out there within the organization? Hey, I'd like to work with Derek Carr. I don't have any problem with him having his opinion heard, but I'm glad that it didn't happen, and I'm glad that Scott Fitterer is not the driving force, too. We've seen bad decisions already made by Reich before, and so that's why you didn't make good decisions the first time. You get that responsibility taken away. We're going to go get you the young QB, and we're going to let you coach him up. Well, I'm not sure that I totally say that him bringing Carson Wentz in was a bad decision because of the fact that he had him playing at an NFL MVP type of level before he got hurt. And we talk about coaches' egos when we've been talking about these draft picks. And so I think that Frank Reich thinks and thought with that ego as far as it went with uh, Carson Wentz, that, hey, I can get this guy back to where he is. I know what they're not doing with him that I can do. And so I think for him to say that he wanted to take Derek Carr on, I think that was him saying pretty much, I think that's him saying that that's who he wanted his quarterback to be. Because I think if he wanted it to be somebody else, he would have came in and said, hey, you know, I'm down for it. Let's get a rookie. Let's not worry about that. But for him to throw out there into the atmosphere, hey, I'd love to have Derek Carr. You know what I'm saying? I think that uh, that kind of shows you that he may have been leaning towards having a vet, a guy that's been around this league that he can work with and clean up some of the things that maybe he thought that he was not doing well last year and propel this football team. But this actually makes me breathe a, a, in a sigh of fresh air, to be honest with you, because it, it shows also, if this is true, which I have no reason to believe that it's not, mm-hmm. it makes sense. And the reporting on this is Joe, right, who we know and respect. If Frank Reich really was the driving force behind getting Derek Carr and it didn't happen that way, it shows that it's, there seems to be some level of hierarchy that I want. <laughs> there seems to be Scott Fitterer, if he's not the driving force, and eventually it didn't happen, New Orleans went and got Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. seems like the general manager is doing the general manager thing. And the head coach, hopefully, will be doing the head coach thing. And that's what I want. I want a power structure. And if David Tepper wants to get involved in the big boy decision as far as what kind of quarterback you want to bring on board, I even get that, right? Like, I'm understanding of spending a lot of money to go get a certain QB and the top dog and David Tepper being a part of that. Cool. Makes all the sense in the world. But it does seem like Scott Fitterer is the one that is making this decision, or at least it was his way. If, if, if Reich was wanting to get Derek Carr and eventually didn't happen, then possibly it worked out for Scott Fitterer. And now, I mean, with this move, Wes, I don't think they're going to go after Aaron Rodgers. This all kind of cements the idea that they are going to take a QB, whether at nine or trade up for one, in my opinion. Yeah, because at this point, there's really no upper echelon veteran quarterbacks to be had. Uh, but I do think going back to your point about uh, Reich and Carr, I think Reich knows as well for all the, the, the joy and all the celebration around a new hire, he knows that the clock starts immediately. And he knows in the NFL you're going to get a year and a half yeah, to that's two fair years 
to to win. And so he's like, get me a guy that I can win with right now because even if you get Carr, I'm sure his preferred situation would maybe be to sign a Derek Carr and draft a guy so that then if Carr gets in, they can get to the playoffs, buy him the cachet for a couple of more seasons if things go left. But now, like I said, he's looking at, well, even if we do get a rookie, people aren't going to give me much of the benefit of the doubt. So, And I think that actually does buy you time. I hear you, though, if you are needing to win right away because David Tepper is not happy with not getting to the playoffs the last few seasons and the goal is to win right now, then I would understand why Frank Reich wants to go after Derek Carr. So that point makes perfect sense. But I actually do think you're given a little bit more time Maybe not as the general manager because Scott Fitter has been around for a little bit, but as the head coach, okay, hey, look, I didn't win as many games with the rookie QB, but that's not the goal here. The goal is to develop him as much as possible. So when we do contend in the playoffs, maybe we can win a game or two. Plus, Bud Lightyear made up a good point. He said, or Derek Carr just didn't want to come to Carolina, which is also true. Something we need to yeah. consider. Maybe, maybe there was something there for him to come here, and eventually he just chose the Saints. There was initial reporting that he was leaning towards the Jets. And then this report came in a couple of hours ago that he indeed is going to sign with the New Orleans Saints. Fiddy, you got something before we go to the, the next segment? Yeah, the contract's in a four-year, $150 million uh, contract with $100 million in guarantee. That's yeah. not bad. Four-year, what's the annual average again? It's $150 million overall, so four, I can't well, do that. you just really pay attention to the guaranteed money, $100 million guaranteed. So, that, that, you know, you're guaranteeing, you know, on average $25 million a year. Basically, yeah. Well, in the guarantee, though, like, I, but even the non-guarantee still has cap implications. So, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll come back. We'll also have Nate Wimberly, the WBTV sports director in studio, joining us to discuss everything around the city of Charlotte that is sports-related. It's on Wesson Walker Sports. Radio 92.7 WA. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. We're back. The Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. You know the number, Garage Door Guru, text line 704-570-9610. Hit the socials, Wesson Walker on Twitter, WFNZ on Twitter, and the WFNZ Instagram. We got the dope reel comparing Anthony Richardson to one Cam Newton. I know you guys get excited. When we talk that Cam talk, and a lot of people are saying he may be the remix of Cam Newton. So let us know uh, what you feel with that as well. And to let us know how he feels, I got one of my dear friends in here, WBTV Sports Director Nate Wimberly, also guest on Wes Bryant's former food and sports show, West Got Range. Nate Wimberly, what's going on, man? Up, in studio, up? baby. What up, what up? What happened to that? <laughs> hey, that was a fire track. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> fire track. All right, man. So you are deeply immersed in the local sports scene just like any of us. Yeah. Let's start with uh, with the combine this weekend, man. Did you see anything from the quarterbacks? Did Anthony Richardson's crazy workout make you want him and Panther black and blue? Uh, I, if, I, if, it, if I had my choice, I would want C.J. Shroud. That, that would be my choice. But – you know, that's not here or there. Uh, Anthony Richardson, yeah, yeah. For me, this is the thing. I've been thinking about this and kicking this around. I trust this staff to be able to develop a quarterback. 
can't say that about the previous regime. And and that's where it starts for me is that I trust Frank Wright and, and Josh McCown to get the best out of these guys. Now, and you got to listen to some of the sound bites that uh, Reich has had. They're going to run the ball. They're still going to want to run the ball. That's going to give time for that young quarterback to develop. So mm-hmm. I think that's a key in this whole situation. We're not going to, they're not going to draft this guy and ask him to change the world. They're going to run the ball. They're going to play great defense and they're going to let him develop. See, you know, so, you know, don't, don't get too caught up in this. You know, he got to come in and be the, the, the savior of the world right away. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to be. So that's, that's my feeling. So I think you get any of them and I think you're going to be fine. So with the way that you trust this staff, does it make you more inclined to go after those physical tools that Anthony Richardson showed? Because you believe that, hey, they can develop him to be good enough because we're talking about a 53% passing college and RPO offense, but that means you think that they could develop this guy because if he gets the passing part of this down to where it's starter level, I mean, the sky's the limit for you. Absolutely. You you look at that. You look at those intangibles and, and things of that nature, that, 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 that quick twitch, that – you know, that burst and, and things of that nature. You, you could develop a guy into a better passer. I, I do believe that um, if you put them in the right situations and you give them the right weapons, they can develop that. So, you know, I just think it's going to be a lot of run next year, and great defense, and that's what they're going to build their, 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 their case on, and you develop that quarterback and let them stay, take steps each and every week. Nate Wimberly joining us here in studio. And if you want CJ Stroud, right? Like I do think it's here and there, Nate. I care about your opinion on the QB. Which one could come here to the Carolina Panthers organization? If that answer is CJ Stroud, it does seem like you are leaning towards the guy that does have all of the accuracy called himself a you know a guy that has a ball all that placement specialist 100 and he looked like it in that throwing session. So I'm kind of with you in the understanding of if you have a great coaching staff, and you have that tool to work with, mm-hmm. the ball placement, the accuracy. It would make a lot of sense here, even if they are going to run the football quite a bit. How much success do you think they can have with C.J. Stroud at the helm? Even if you do want this coaching staff to make sure they develop and improve him, can you talk about contending for a playoff spot this season with C.J. starting at QB? I absolutely think so. I mean, I didn't, you know, for me, that I'm – I'm not going to step too far out there, but yeah, they, they, they would definitely be a playoff team. I would, I, I believe that truly wholeheartedly. I think they're going to do some, some different things with this defense that's, that's going to make it better. Um, they're going to still run that, but for him, that, that passer that now they would need, they need to get some weapons. They got to get some legit weapons in this place at the receiver position and get more out of the tight end. If they can do all of that. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, with CJ Trout, you're, you're a playoff contending team. What was your favorite coaching staff addition? Was it Frank Reich? Was it a Najero, a Vero, a Josh McCown, a local guy that coached here at Myers Park for a little while, and now is the QB? Talk about an upgrade, right? Going from Myers Park to Carolina. <laughs> Which one of the uh, staff additions did you like most? Hey, Myers Park, when he was at that, that school, it was like an NFL team. They had so many five stars. <laughs> Charlotte Squawks did a oh whole skit about it. Goodness. Absolutely. 100%. But actually, the one, the one that's, that's my favorite is Deuce Staley. Just his yeah. energy and, mm-hmm. and just... You know, what he's going to bring to that coaching staff as the assistant head coach and the running backs coach, speaking of running the ball, you know, I, that's my favorite. And, you know, just hearing him talk and, and you know, saying that, you know, you got to get them to run through the ball, throw, run through the wall with you. I don't want them to run the wall for me. I'm going to be the one of the ones running through that wall with them. So, so I'm like, wow, okay. Um, but he's my favorite addition. He's my favorite addition to the staff for just what he's going to bring, you know, you know, Frank Wright's kind of that male, that that, that mind, that he's just mellow, he's laid back, 
Duke Staley's going to get in there. He's going to get him fired up. Do you have a favorite coach or figure in Charlotte that is the most fun to get a soundbite, right? So we are talking about a journalist of the utmost integrity going around the city of Charlotte looking for fantastic soundbites that you know is going to get some play as soon as you cut that thing up and show it on TV. What is Nate Wimberly's favorite soundbite or favorite athlete to give you some of those? Uh, we'll go within like the last decade around this. I mean, Cam, I think Cam would probably be up there, right? Cam is definitely Josh there. Josh Norman was up there. Like, who else is a part of this conversation? Yeah, there's, there's so many great guys who used to, who's talked in the city. You know, I've been here for 25 years, so I can go back to the Hornets. You know, you know, you got Derek Coleman and, and, and David Wesley oh. and Bobby Fields, the late, great Bobby Fields and all the, and Jamal Mashburn, Baron Davis, and you, know, you got Smitty, you got Mike Menner, you got Mike Rucker. I mean, these are guys who would... No matter what the situation was, they would talk. Mm-hmm. They, they, even if they had a back end, they would talk. I mean, and they would give you good stuff. So, you know, but Cam is definitely right there. You know, he never met a camera he didn't like. 100%. He never met a situation that he didn't like. <laughs> so, um, you know, Cam would be number one, but there are so many. We've had some great characters in this city. And, Nate, what's the key to a good soundbite, man? Because I get so tired of when the athletes get up there and, and we play soundbites on here and, and we make our comments while they're talking. And it's just like, guys, get up there. I know there are times when you walk up to certain guys and you're like, I know he's going to give me every cliche in the book. I'm not going to get anything, but I'm just going to get this guy because he has a name. Uh, it's just speak your mind. You know, some of them, they, they, they get that media training when they're rookies or they're, they're young in their career. And it's just cliche after cliche after cliche. Dude, get out the script. Forget the script. We don't need that. Um, it's just guys who speak to mind. And, and I, I'll, I'll do this. I'll say this. Uh, it doesn't get a lot of love in the city. But it does, but not on this show or on this form. But Charlotte FC, they speak their mind. They're, they're from Europe. And all. they have no filter. You know, the coach last year, Ramirez, saying that we're screwed before the season even over. I'm like, dude, you just got here. He doesn't care. I mean, like, they speak their mind. And Fuchs, after, you know, they let Ramirez go, he told, he just put the business out there. You know, we weren't getting along. They speak their mind. So just speak your mind. And that's, that makes the best sound bite. All right. So you, like I said, been around the city for 25 years. You've gone to Final Fours. You've traveled with teams, especially like when Carolina goes on Final Four runs or Duke or any of that. And yeah. you're there. In the trenches, what's your take on what's happened to Carolina this season mm. and what we saw on Saturday night? Mm. There's so much uh, to unpack here. But, you know, it's just they're just too inconsistent. And, I, and I've said this for years. When Carolina has a consistent three-point shooter, uh, they're a national championship threat. Once again, we're stuck in the season where they don't have that consistent three-point shooter. And, and you know, uh, Brady Manick became that last year at times. I mean, he, he was that consistent three-point threat that they had. It spreads the floor. Everybody gets to eat. And, but it's just, once again, they're back in that position where they don't have a consistent three-point shooter, and it shows up each and every game, it seems like. And they just, it's just, to me, that's where it starts, is the shooting, three-point shooting, more specifically. Nate Wimberly joining us in studio, the Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ studio, live from Planet Kia, by the way, the best place on the planet to buy a car. You were a busy man this weekend, mm-hmm. as you are most weekends, <laughs> covering sports all throughout the city. I know you were at a couple of different collegiate basketball games, the Big South Tournament, men's and women's. I know you tweeted that out. Um, just yesterday, the Gardner-Webb women, they punched their ticket to the NCAA Tournament. You also had Charlotte FC killing themselves in that game and that unfortunate loss this weekend what was the most fun what was the most interesting thing that you saw this weekend across the entire board of what you covered look the big south tournament was absolutely fantastic it was fun. i mean like you know gardner webb's women uh in the semifinals 
they didn't lead that game against Radford uh, until the final minute of the game. Or actually, they, they, they didn't lead at all. Their first lead was in overtime. And we're talking about a team that went 18-0 and in conference and, and just were, were steamrolling teams, and they almost lost on Saturday. And yesterday in the championship game, they had to come back again. They were down at the, at the end of the third quarter. They had to have a big fourth quarter from Jessica Williams, the conference player of the year, to make the tournament. Same deal with, uh, you know, UNC Asheville yesterday. Campbell had them. Campbell led that game for 38 of the 40 minutes. UNC Asheville didn't take their lead, their first lead until 40 seconds left in the game, and it was Pember. I've heard you talk about him. Yes. He hit the three that gave them their first lead in the game. So the Big South did, didn't have a lot of fans show up. That's kind of disappointing, but the play on the court was simply fantastic. So big shout-out to the, to the Big South uh, for, for a fantastic weekend at Bojangles. Were you there Friday? Were you there no, Friday no, watching Upstate? But you no. saw the shot. Though. I saw, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, Gordon <laughs> Webb had that game one. Uh, you know, you're up five with you know 16 seconds to go, and you give up two three point and a bank three pointer with point one left to send you to end your season. And it's just like, wow, that's a tough way to end. Dude, the dude's falling away, calling bank and and drilling a three. And sends you home. So, yeah, this is a fantastic weekend for, for the Big South. That's as crazy a play as we've yeah. seen in quite some time. Yes. Like, me and Fiddy were going nuts. As soon as that whole, that possession, it was all chaos. Exactly. I, we didn't know who was going to get the basketball. Yeah. And then just one-tenth of a second left. Upstate hitting that shot, it was insane. And then, Nate, you are huge. We, we will be remiss not to mention how big you are in the high school football scene around here. Man, you can always see this guy, high school football games. Then we got uh, high school basketball going right now. Man, Myers Park is on a run right now. Do you think that they can get it done? Like, what's what's the high school basketball playoffs looking looking like right now from a local perspective? And the state championship on Saturday, Myers Park will take on Richmond Senior. So we'll have two local teams in the state which, in the state title game, which is very rare. And so we know at least we'll have one team from our area win a state championship. But you know that's going to be a great game. I do believe Myers Park can win that. Uh, they're looking. They're they're in the championship game for the first time since 1966. Yeah, I'm old. I wasn't even born then. Uh, so they're looking <laughs> to make some history there. Uh, but the, the, really, the, the best team in this area is Central Cabarrus. They they play a fast brand of basketball. They they press. Uh, they're in the 3A state title game, but, you know, they're just simply fantastic. And West Charlotte, who who's in the same conference as, you know, the, the Chambers and, and, and North Mech and all those great teams, they're in a split conference with the 3A. They took on Central Cabarrus in the 3A regional final. And Central Cabarrus just simply handled them. West Charlotte was the defending 3A state champ. So uh, Central Cabarrus is the, uh, the the favorite to to win that all. And I do believe they're going to win a state championship with a historic. They're undefeated, uh, like 33-0. It's just been just running through folks. Mm-hmm. So I, I do believe Central Cabarrus is going to get it done. But uh, mad shout-out to the Vikings. Yeah, man, and high school sports get our listeners excited as well. My Cougars faltered, didn't get the state championship in football. But will we have this season? Do we have a state championship caliber team that will win it between the 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 Chambers and the Butlers and some of these teams? Will it be coming back to the Queen City? Next you just year? never know because you never know who's going to show up at what school when they finally kick off with all this transferring and stuff like that. But uh, uh, one thing that's being announced right now is the first ever high school football game at Bank of America Stadium uh, next April, April 19th, I believe. Between South Point, not South Point, I'm sorry, uh, Northwestern and Providence Day. So that's going to end. Providence Day has Jaden Davis, uh, the, the, number one okay. the number one recruit in North Carolina uh, at, at quarterback. He's a transfer from Catawba Ridge. They won the he's state championship. He's still number one in his class, yes, right? Yes, in 24. Well, I don't know if he, he's number one in North Carolina. I don't know if he's nationally 
number one. Because he was at one point. I think he is now after the Wes Bryant grunt of approval. (laughs) (laughs) If you get the Wes Bryant grunt, which you put 100% of your energy into it, I feel like that vaulted him up the 24-7 I love to see the the local prospects, man, and and the big dogs that we have come from this area. So (laughs) I will be in attendance at that game. Hot and all. You can hear him. Hear him from here. 100%. (laughs) Hot and all, man. But, Nate, we appreciate it, man. Coming in here, we'd love to have you on, you know, as often as you'd like to come. And just one of the OGs in sports around this area, man. We want to give you the flowers. One of the greats around here, man, that's been covering sports for a long, long time, bringing us everything. It only took me 25 years, and I've been right down the hall. I mean, I'm I'm literally right down the hall. That's what's up, man. We appreciate that, man. I appreciate y'all. Yeah, so let's go to Fitty for our second flash of the day. What you got, Fitty? The NBA, where uh, John Morant got into another off-the-court incident this weekend. He's now taking some time away from the Memphis Grizzlies. His head coach yesterday said his time away is going to be indefinite. At first, they said it was going to be two games, but it does appear it's going to be a lot longer than that. What did you guys think of the latest incident for John? How do we help? How do we save him from himself? Because right now he's just going down a, a, a path we don't want to see anyone ever go down. Yeah, look, I, I understand that you're going to have a lot of outside influences trying to change the trajectory of where John Moran is headed right now because you've had a couple different storylines really within the past week that have come out about him, the latest showing the gun on an Instagram live video. Yes. And so that's a real problem. Ultimately, man, it's going to come down to John Morant, what kind of decision he wants to make. Like you can have all the outside influences trying to tell John Morant to steer his life in this way or his career in one way but ultimately it's going to come down to John Moran and hopefully with the help of his peers and his counterparts on the outside I get it I'm hoping that he establishes himself with the right crowd but it doesn't absolve him of any responsibility himself like he's going to have to take that information in if it's being handed out and he's going to have to change his ways himself like we can't make you change your mind for you I'm hoping that John Moran himself gets whatever help he needs that he put out there in a statement that he does need it right I hope he receives that and I hope that he makes the life decision that puts him in a positive trajectory because we know the career is. We know at least the basketball playing is. Let's just hope everything else matches it. Yeah, and as a father, this was definitely dad take uh, for the weekend to show that. I definitely showed my son that and said, listen, man, all the kids out there, pay attention to your circle before they hurt you. But not only that, like Walker said, Josh's got to make the right decisions on his own. He's a smart enough guy to know the things that he's doing. I think he's taking the right step at this point to take some time away and try to get this thing under control because there's a lot to lose there. Nate, you uh, you got any uh, opinion on that? I mean, why do, why, why do we feel like we need to be the bad boys? Because that's what the Memphis Grizzlies exactly. are turning to right now. And yep. It's just like you don't have to have that. And I heard something very interesting. It's like uh, Memphis is going to step in and be like, guys, this is not the look we want. I mean, we don't want to turn everybody off. We're young enough and coming. Let's, let's do something positive here. So, yeah, yeah the, he has to – Ja has to take – full responsibility for this and he has to change this now because he's the star of the team they turned into the darlings of the nba last year to the complete villain exactly and that's Mm -hmm. what sucks because this was a a fun team and they still have the same roster i'm hoping they can get back there yeah no doubt so we'll see but when we return on the weston walker show on wfnz we're going to play a little bit of x files a little bit of conspiracy who do the (laughs) panthers want who do they not want is it true on sports radio 92.7 wfnz Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta. 
and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to the Wesson Walker Show. That sounds like it's recorded a part of this. That's freaky as hell. Sports Radio 927 WFNZ. <laughs> I took voiceover classes before, so I'm okay at doing this. Did you really? I did not know that I about have, you. Yes, yes. Show yes. me the way. <laughs> Garage Door Guru text line 704-570-9610. Follow the socials. <laughs> Wesson Walker on Twitter, WFNZ on Twitter, and WFNZ on Instagram. Now we are going to take you inside of the X-Files with the Carolina Panthers and their quarterbacks. You guys have heard it ad nauseum. I'm sure you want to throw up in your car how Mm. much we talk about quarterbacks. I hope not. And we're going to get to the bottom of the conspiracies. Who do they want? Who do they not want? And it starts now. Are you guys scared? Yes. Are you not going to go to sleep tonight? No, 100%. I'm going to throw up here. People are going to be throwing (laughs) up in their cars. I'm going to be throwing up on the mic. Sorry, Kyle. I'll try to clean it as best I can. The first quarterback that we will talk about, (laughs) the apple of the Panthers is high. Mm -hmm. Had a great performance at the combine. The ball placement specialist, C.J. Stroud. Do the Panthers want him? Do they not? Is this a conspiracy? What's the conspiracy? Because the conspiracy, wanting C.J. Stroud, is that itself it? Scott Fitterer, to me, has come out and talked about how everybody is good. Bryce Young is bigger than I thought he was. C.J. Stroud is an excellent QB. Love what you're getting from the athletic testing of Anthony Richardson. So I guess the question really is, who is the guy that Scott Fitterer really wants? And so C.J. Stroud absolutely could be that. I I wonder, though, just when we listen to all of the evaluations from him, Do we go towards the guy that he talks about less? And to me, that's where it might be C.J. Stroud. Because it is smoke signals season. Big time. Everybody lies. Every single GM or coach, whatever, they all lie about who they like and who they don't like to try to steer you in the wrong direction. So if he's talking less, that's your conspiracy theory that I want to know if you buy into. If you're talking less about one specific prospect, does that indeed mean you want him more than some of the other franchises or some of the other QB prospects? That's what I ask you, creepy person Wes Bryant. (laughs) I do think that they want C.J. Stroud. I think the lust is real. They want him. Oh, you sound. Quarterback. That is, somebody said that you can't be within 100 feet of an elementary school with that voice. <laughs> the <laughs> next quarterback, Will Levis out of Kentucky. Do the Panthers want him or do they not? With Bryce Young or Will Levis? What would you Levis. say? I was reading Are you a text. Listening, Walker? No, I was reading a text. Somebody said big shout out to Nate Wimberly. Spells Joining cast me. upon you for not listening to me. Um, I think that Will Levis is someone that's also not being talked about nearly as much, right? Mm-hmm. Like, along with CJ Stroud, but if you were to talk about all of the QBs coming out of this combine, CJ Stroud getting a lot of attention for his throwing session, Bryce Young with the size, Anthony Richardson with all of the athletic testing. I just don't feel like Levis is the guy that's getting a lot of attention right now, too. And so I wonder if he's kind of, you know, waiting in the back of the line before eventually somebody says, hey, you can go ahead and skip it because we're selecting you towards the top. And the one thing is we do have to keep in mind 
There was that promo that was circulating on these airwaves for quite some time about how David Tepper, still ultimately the person that is in charge of this organization, apparently he was enthralled with Will Levis. And that was when he was actually playing poorly. But now that he's posting pretty decent numbers and shows the live arm, I wonder if David Tepper actually is the guy that would lead this organization to selecting Will Levis at nine, number uh, number nine overall, or possibly moving up to go. Well, okay, you didn't answer the question. Do they want him or do they not? Oh, I don't. I'm going to say yes, that they do. I'm going to say no. Okay. I do not think that they want him. I think they're going to trade up for one of our upcoming quarterbacks or take. Well, we've already talked about one. So the next one, Anthony, the freak Richardson. Do they want him or do they not? Yeah, I think they want Anthony Richardson, too. Can I give you multiple yeses on, on you quarterbacks? Can. You can. Okay, so yes to Will Levis, yes to Anthony Richardson. I might say yes to all of them. But Anthony Richardson, you could tell Scott Fitter was excited during his interview with Kyle Bailey when they started the show on Wednesday, I believe, of last week. I do think everybody is going to be enticed by his athletic testing the second best time ever measured for a quarterback in the 40-yard dash, the first broad jump, the first in the vertical leap. If you feel like your coaching staff is as good as everyone is praising it to be, then perhaps you believe in them getting the very best out of Anthony Richardson. So, yes, I do believe that they would want Anthony if he is available at number nine. I think he is the quarterback that they want the most. I think after what they saw Jalen Hurts do in the Super Bowl, I think that they want that mobile quarterback that's going to be a pain and defenses A's down in and down out because of his running and throwing ability. Next up, the guy that they probably won't be able to get, but they still may want him badly. Bryce (laughs) Young. So this is what I'm interested in with Scott Fitter. This is the biggest conspiracy of all, and it's only coming from one comment. If he is saying that Bryce Young was bigger than he thought he would be, is he trying to drive up the price tag in order to move up for some of these teams to go get Bryce Young? Or is he trying to drive up the price tag, whether it be Houston, just saying, you know what, we are going to go with him. And Scott Fitter in Carolina, they really don't want him in the first place. So is Fitterer playing mind games with us? Say, oh, yeah, he's bigger than I thought he was. So no doubt he's really chill. He's really poised in the pocket. Is he trying to sell us all of this stuff so that he can actually go get who you think is the most coveted? by the Carolina Panthers and Anthony Richardson. That is a conspiracy theory I'm willing to buy in. So do they want him or do they not? Um, no. Okay, I think that they do want him, but they <laughs> cannot get him. Now to an NFL veteran. Lamar Jackson. If they take Seems. the exclusive, if they put the exclusive franchise tag on him, Baltimore can match his deal, but he will hit the open market. Do the Panthers want him? Would they jump at the chance? Would they prowl? at the chance to get Lamar Jackson. I don't think they would beat anybody. Yes, they would love to have Lamar Jackson if you're going to make me be specific. No, I don't think they would get him. I think there are other teams that have been more linked to Lamar if this thing goes south in Baltimore. I think Atlanta would be the first team up to say, hey, we will give you everything you want, and then you can come be the quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons. I think Miami would be an interesting team to talk about, especially with their longtime non-commitment to Tua, if that makes sense. So I wonder if Lamar could be the guy for them. Yes, Carolina would welcome Lamar Jackson. No, I don't think that they would go out and get him. Oh, who would not want to be in Miami? The women in the palm trees down there. Have you seen them, Walker? I have seen them. Oh, 
I think that the Panthers do want Lamar Jackson. I think that if he did hit the open market, everything about the Panthers organization and what they've done leads us to believe that they will. They were in the sweepstakes for one Deshaun Watson. They were looking at Derek Carr. I think that if Lamar Jackson hit the open market, the Panthers would be prowling and on the prowl to get Lamar Jackson and give him the money that he covets. 704 texted into the text line saying West sounds like Vincent Price from Thriller. And then Gator Homer said uh, that you need to please stop that voice because he just missed his turn. He was falling asleep. I don't know if that's the relaxing tones with you having that voice. And plus, don't fall asleep at the wheel, please. It's the last thing we want to do here on WFNZ. So please don't fall asleep at the wheel. But that is one Wes Bryant's very seductive and relaxing voice at different times. (laughs) Creepy. Like all somehow you were able to mesh all of those tones into one voice here in the last segment of the one o'clock hour. Well, I do not know what to take of those. Are they Mm -hmm. compliments or are they not? I don't know. We are at the end of our (laughs) conspiracy theories game. And when we come back, we will find out and dig into how much blame does this coach deserve? The one that takes his glasses off when he gets mad at referees. Mm. When we return on the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7.